Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. Boom! This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in. Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion, and welcome back to the Everyday Saturday podcast. Sam Crowley here. Let's go. Let's dive right into today's show. A happy Mother's Day weekend. All the moms out there, uh, by far the single hardest job in the world, and there isn't even a close second. Uh, my mom, Catherine Crowley, would be 96 years old this year. Um, she died back in 1997. What a wild, uh, what a wild thing, man, to lose a parent. If you still have your mom, consider yourself very, very lucky. And if you don't, my heart breaks for you. You get one set of parents. I had one. I had a mom. Uh, raised eight kids by herself, like I said. Bradford, Pennsylvania. We moved around a lot, but we settled in Bradford, Pennsylvania in 1964. Yours truly, the humble host of this podcast, was born in 1968. Um, and segueing into today's topic of being broke and being comfortable. Uh, I was thinking about that and kind of how it related to my upbringing. You know, it's wild, man. I'll be 55 next month. And still, how much of my habits, behavior, the way I talk, the way I think still stems from my childhood. You know what I mean? It's And it's really wild because I think, you know, you get that path that you get set on in life. Uh, you, you don't get to pick your parents. You don't get to pick where you're born, you know, what school you go to or anything like that. And then it kind of develops you. And we grew up yeah, very poor. Very poor. Uh, but I always say this, too. And also, I grew up without money, but very happy. I had a great childhood, man. Did it have its challenges and adversities? Yeah. When you have uh, you know, a parent who is addicted to alcohol, uh, contendably verbally abusive at times. Um, it's still, though, at that time, I never held that against her. I just knew to stay away. I knew when the bottle was out, I went to my room. And I came back out when the next day the sun came up. I just knew better. I don't know how I knew better. I just knew better, you know. Um, but like I always also say is your parents did the best they could with what they had to work with. And I believe that should be true of every parent, even us as parents. Now, my wife, Angela, and I, we have four children. We've been married 25 years. And it has been the hardest thing we've ever done. You know, if you're a parent, right? Especially when they get into the teenage years. I think right around middle school is when you really start to say, oh boy, here come the bullies. Here comes the phones. Here comes all the stuff they shouldn't be exposed to at such an early age. Here comes the attitudes and things like that. But I will tell you, that passes too. These are all seasons that uh, I went through seasons. I don't think I ever went through that. Well, I never had a phone because I didn't have a phone in the 70s and 80s. But you know what I mean? We all have been through those seasons. But uh, growing up broke, I was always comfortable. And it was always my default when I got into my teenage years. And then when I got into my 20s, anytime I got money, I got rid of it. You know what I mean? Like anytime I got money, I went and bought something or, you know, I mean, I bought a house uh, when I was 24 years old. It was the biggest investment in my life. I just I had this money in my account. I was in a job for three years 
and I could get approved for a mortgage. I have no idea how I could get approved for a mortgage. It was 1994 at the time. I was 25, actually. 20 was it? Nine? And I know you don't care, but I'm trying to figure it out. 25, turning 26 that year. And uh, I'm like, hey, I can get a house. This is great. Get rid of this money. Get rid of it. And um, I think that's always the mindset I had. Like, I shouldn't have money. I don't deserve money. I wasn't born rich. I shouldn't be rich. And I always battled that and not even really knowing. Now looking back on, I know a lot of the, a lot of that, those triggers that were there, you know, get money, get rid of it, get money, get rid of it and put it on a credit card and then pay off that credit card. Cause now I don't have money in my account. I was always comfortable being broke. And when you want to go to a different level financially, then you have to get comfortable with money. And understanding that it's not reserved for a select few. I always thought that growing up as well. I just thought it was for the doctors, the lawyers, the dentists. I worked at a country club, loved it. I thought they were some of the nicest people I ever met. They were the richest people in town. It was a private club, but they were the nicest people by and large. Were there a couple of jerks? There's jerks everywhere. That doesn't even, that's not even a money thing. There's people that are broke that are jerks, and there's people that are rich that are jerks. I think money is a heart issue, it really exposes your personality. If you're a very giving person, a kind person, and you come into money, then you're going to help other people. And if you're not, you're just going to be a rich jerk. You know, that's it's it's a pretty simple uh, equation. So transitioning to when I left my job, I mean, geez, when I went my when I left my job, I bought that Quiznos franchise. And I went bankrupt. I was pretty comfortable being bankrupt. I hated it. It was very humiliating. But there was a part of me, and I'm just being honest with you. There was a part of me now that I didn't have money, I didn't have any responsibilities. Like other than the fact I had to provide for my family, which I'm not discounting that. That's a huge responsibility. But I figured I'd, I'd, I'd make that happen. I wouldn't lose the house. Uh, I lost my car. That got repoed. But I figured I could, keep the, I could keep the lights on at the house, but I was comfortable. And then I had to start the next phase of my life at the age of 37. I had to build an online brand. I had to become an entrepreneur. And I didn't have any entrepreneurial training, no experience. I've never owned a business in my life. You know, it, it, it just, it was all brand new to me. I always had a boss. I always had someone to report to, give me my tasks for the day, hold me accountable to those tasks. And it was scary as hell going out on my own. And I think the scariest part was knowing that I deserved wealth, which is completely counterintuitive to anything I'd ever thought in my life. And I, that was the hard, that was really hard, man. That was so hard. Because as you're building a brand, you kind of have to brag about yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's no time to hide in a corner and say, oh, I hope you find my podcast. You know, and I would I would uh, lead it off, say Sam Crowley, international motivational speaker uh, without a passport. The international part was tricky. You had to get a passport so I could actually be international. And it's such a it's such a mind game, man. This whole wealth thing, you know, because when you grow up without any of it, and now you have to attract it into your life, you have to start putting thoughts in your mind that are different than anything you've ever thought about in your life. Because those thoughts now become the words and the actions. Everything is triggered from a thought, how you feel about yourself. I didn't have a high self-esteem. I'm talking even in the corporate game, even making six figures. I had a very low self-esteem about myself. And I was always thinking, man, when are they going to figure out that I'm not this good? When are they going to figure out that you know I'm, I'm not really this guy? And I was always worried about being figured out. And one of the best things about building your own brand and putting your message out there, that's why I love podcasting so much, is that you can be who you are. You can be who you are, show up unapologetically, you know, all the warts and all, 
and people will still love you for it. I'm not saying everybody will. You're always going to have. Look, I think you know this by now. We talk about it so much on the podcast, and I'm just going to continue to talk about it. You're always going to have people that are going to take shots at you. That just that doesn't go away ever. Talk about grade school. I mean, that's when it starts, right? Second grade, first grade, third grade, little girls, little boys, they, you know, they're jealous or they they just they're bullies sometimes. You know what I mean? And I forgive all the kids. My daughter got bullied really bad in high school, and uh, I forgave the kids. Didn't forgive the parents, though, because they were the ones that taught that to the kids. That's that They were just mirroring what they saw at home. But when it comes back to the wealth part of it, there's a lot of baggage that you got to get rid of before you take off. You know, when you get on an airplane, they limit the amount of bags you can put on the plane. Why? Because it can't take off if there's too many on there. Your baggage that's with you, you're never going to take off if you don't get rid of that or at least put it in a spot where it's not going to impact you in a negative way so you can attract this abundance into your life. And it starts with thinking. How do you think about yourself? How do you perceive yourself? You don't have to lie. Like I always said, hey, man, I this is who I am, ex-stuttering college dropout. But when I started building the Everyday Saturday brand, I led with that. Hey, I'm the biggest sinner out there. No, no bigger sinner than me, okay? I'm an ex-stuttering college dropout with no formal coach, uh, speaking experience, entrepreneurial experience, but I got a message, baby, and I got a message that I think you're going to like. And if you don't like it, that's okay, too. I just assume you're not going to ever listen to it, which is great, you know? But if you're somebody who really has a big dream and you got incredible passion, but you're just you're kind of like a, a ship without rudders out there and you're just going around, I, I know I can help you. And I only said that because I believed it. I believed I could help people. And I had to also believe in myself that I, I did not have to remain broke. But if I was going to not remain broke, that meant I have to feel really uncomfortable. Because broke was always my comfort zone. Always my comfort I felt so comfortable. No, There was no expectations that anybody had of me. I didn't need to provide for anything. Nobody looked to me for anything. I could stay broke. I could just stay in my little comfort circle and live out the rest of my life. But I knew that wasn't right. I knew just I just knew my internal compass was telling me, dude, you got to put something out there. You, you've got to change generations of your family. This isn't about me and it's not about you. It's about removing generational curses, you know? So generational curses. I don't know what they're like in your family, but I wanted to stay in a marriage. I wanted to model what a good father, mother and father relationship was with children. I wanted to have wealth so I could change that part of it as well. I did not want to become an alcoholic. I did not want to have a bottle. We don't have any alcohol in our house. We have a bottle of wine every now and again. And look, if you have a bar in your house, I'm not, look, please don't take it to that level. I'm not judging you on it. I'm saying me. You probably have a bar in your house because you can go grab a bottle of bourbon or a beer out of the fridge, and it's okay. For me, I can't. I can't have alcohol in the house. I don't even want it. Like, I'm not the guy that sits on his recliner at night and has a beer and watches the news. You know, we have an in-ground pool, so when the summertime comes, we play the Calypso music. It's actually kind of cool, man. That's another thing I like. We have this Bluetooth speaker, play some Calypso, Bahamian music, you know, Bob Marley, and uh, we'll fire out some beer, you know, in a cooler. I'll just float around in the pool. That's harmless to me. I'm not driving. I'm not getting angry and belligerent with anybody. I'm just hanging out in the pool with a beer in my hand. But I need to change generations. My kids have seen that. They haven't seen their father be an abusive drunk. My wife doesn't even touch alcohol, really, so that's not even happening there. And so that's kind of, as I think about, you know, this Mother's Day 
weekend message of my mom, who I, who I will say again, did the best she could with what she had to work with, and then transferring that over to getting outside of what you feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable broke, man, you got some work to do. And it starts with how you think. Thinking then turns into the words that you use and that turns into the actions that you take. And that's how you attract more abundance into your inner circle, people who can help you, you know, people who can connect you into circumstances that are going to change your life and change generations of your family. So I hope this message really resonated with you. It's from the heart, you know, uh, harvest the best, throw away the rest. If you think someone needs to hear this message and this podcast and they're struggling, staying inside that broke comfort zone, share it with them. Let them know, hey, I got a message I think you're going to like. Uh, also, make sure you leave a rating for the podcast on iTunes. It helps amazing people like you find the show. Want to work together? Let's do it. Go to launchmymovement.com and you and I will jump on a Zoom call and frame your own million-dollar message. All right, let's go. Say it with me, gang. Have the best day ever. And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster and that's what i'm looking for amazing people like you hey, i'm always hanging out on the interwebs you can check me out on instagram at every day is saturday let me know you're listening to the show love 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 hearing from fans of the everyday saturday podcast and one last thing when you're ready to launch get on my calendar go to launchwithsam.com you and i are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream are you ready let's do it i'll see you on the next every day is saturday podcast